Forgotten Flicks, episode 97, Beastmaster, oh, sorry, The Beastmaster, 1982. Now, with more Bacheldale. Who are you? I'm Dar. I'm no threat to you. Who sent you? I wasn't sent. My village, Emer, was destroyed by the Jun Horde. I've sworn revenge, and I'm following. You? Alone? (laughs) Hello, 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 and welcome to Forgotten Flicks, a podcast... (sighs) dedicated to talking about cinematic art and i i'm sorry and guys that put ferrets down their pants it sounds like that listen he giggles he giggles wow that's well Whoa. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I'm Joel, and I am joined by, (laughs) uh, I'd call him the ferret I'd like to put down my pants, but that would be wildly inappropriate. Jason. (laughs) Would I, am I the Kodo to your Podo? Oh yeah. Perfect. Yes, you are. You are. uh, You are my flying. Which one is going into the fire? Yeah, you're you're my flying (laughs) ferret. (laughs) well here's the cool thing kiddies if you're new to forgotten flicks a where the hell have you been and b welcome (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we primarily focus on uh motion pictures from the decade of decadence okay to uh to somewhat paraphrase duran duran the 1980s in case you were wondering all you kids out there but here's the, the th- decade, the decade, the really, I mean, were there any others? I mean, who knows? No, no. But what's really, what really matters today, folks, not only are we doing the Beastmaster, but we are doing this episode with the one and only <laughs> Mr. Kevin Batchelder. So you thought I was going to do the French thing. I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you now have an entire listener base that is waiting for that. Though. Yeah. You realize uh, I'm sorry. that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Batchelder. There has, we go. Ring. Yes. Yes. The, the mastermind. <laughs> Nay, the sage, the podcasting <laughs> sage of tuning into sci-fi TV. Saturday B movie reel. What, what, what else are you doing these days, Kev? You're, uh, you're like, you almost turned into Daryl Daryl Taylor. I can say his name. Daryl Taylor. And the Taylor Podcast Network, where he has about 154 podcasts that he does. What are you up to? Well, in addition to those that everybody knows about, we've also got the new stuff going on over at TVTalk.com. Nice. Oh, that's yes. right. You are doing um, oh that oh that TV show that that you yeah that one that what TV that, show what, was it? Shut it, up! It's, it's, wait, it's V. <laughs> it's the reboot of V, Jason. No, no, it's the one with the girl that goes back in no, time. No, no, no. It's the one the about suit. the family, the no ordinary family. <laughs> No, wait, no, no. It's Heroes, Jason. I think it's Heroes. Oh, God, yes. 
That's a great show. <laughs> yeah. Stepped up season two. You got to tell me what happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I covered uh, Continuum this past summer. That's right. When it aired. And this fall, I'll be covering Arrow for them. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but um, Continuum, I do like. And as you know, I, I kind of don't really catch up to TV shows until they hit Netflix. But season two is coming out on Netflix this month, right? The 29th? Yeah, just a few weeks, and season two is off the hook good for anyone oh. who likes good, smart sci-fi. I love the first season. It's actually a really well-put-together show. I thought it was, uh, you know, because sci-fi TV, I think series uh, can go one of two ways, either very well-written and heady or just kind of corny and you love it because it's terrible. But uh, this definitely went the well-written way, and, and it, it felt very smart the way they did. It actually felt like it was pretty bigger budget than I expected, Um because some of the scenes and CGI and stuff look pretty good. So I'm, I'm anxious to see season two, see if it holds up to the first. Well, yeah, I think you will be very impressed. Well, thank goodness for that, Jason, <laughs> because <laughs> I honestly had a revelation just now. You like smart sci-fi, which I didn't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I dislike dumb sci-fi. No, just well, we know that. <laughs> So, yes, tonight, though, we are not doing the Continuum podcast with Jason Grooms. No. no we are, no. in fact, doing The Beastmaster from 1982. Oh, wait, what year was that, Jason? Repeat, what year did that come out again? 19, it wasn't 85. It was the second best year of film history. Yeah. 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 Right behind 1984. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to have to have that debate podcast. You do we are realize have. that. Yeah, we will. We will. And and I would actually probably side with you before I would side with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just the same as always. Yes. Yeah, no so matter what the topic is. I'm just is. doing it to be a contrarian. <laughs> I'm just being a contrarian dick. Uh, exactly. So, <laughs> so, yes. Otherwise known as Joel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, there's a, there's a reason why I shave my head. <laughs> I, I like to appear phallic. <laughs> to match my <laughs> attitudinal sensibilities. So, yes, Jason, would you, uh, and Kevin, of course, would you gentlemen like to listen to a little Beastmaster trailer? Uh, I, oh. I can't wait. I didn't actually watch the trailer at all really? in preparation for this because I just wanted to listen to it sound only when we recorded to, the show. Just to experience the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> the majesty... Right. That is Beastmaster. Okay, well, without further ado, I will now play the trailer from The Beastmaster. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness... In a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light, the Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger, the courage of an eagle, the power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. Lord and master over all beasts. Ah. He 
was the Beast Master. Behold the wonder. This is the horror trailer. The fantasy. The challenge of the one warrior they call the Beast Master. Mark Singer is Dar. Tanya Roberts is Carrie. Rip Torn is Mayak. John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar. The Beast Master. The epic adventure of a new kind of hero. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, wait, the wait, world you, of dungeons, dragons, dragons and Dar. Wait, do you like what they did there? Phantasmagorical. Yes. Get it? Because Don Coscarelli directed Phantasm. Get it? Uh, Cute. Yeah. And no dragons. Yeah, they're, they're no, really none, not, not a single dragon. None. No. A <laughs> guy stuffing ferrets down his pants. Listen. <laughs> that is. That is phantasmagorical. Phantasmagorical. My favorite part about that soundbite is when after the ferrets chirp like they're terrified, you hear him giggle. Well, <laughs> well. Am I the Excuse only? Me, well, I shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> am I the only one? Am I the only one who oftentimes when he would run into frame heard this? And the masters of the universe. <laughs> like, and th- and then that damn tiger shows up. <laughs> Every time. <sighs> no, I got to tell you, I was Cringer, watching this battle cat, uh, and I was watching it alone. And I was sitting here watching, and my wife walks into the room. And she goes, "What is this, He Man?" <laughs> and then you should, and then you should looked at her, just opened your mouth, and had this come out. And the masters of the universe. No, that'd be awesome. Or, or just looked at her and, and done this. I dar. I dar. I dar. It sounds dangerously close to I'm dar. Now, wait a second. What? I fully expected you to open up the show today with our cool soundbite. Do we not have that? Oh, you know what? You mean. Hi, I'm Mark Singer, and you're listening to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. There's this <laughs> thing called editing. <laughs> <laughs> That can miraculously. Uh, what are you talking about, Jason? Oh, you, you mean I, I didn't? I wasn't listening when you played it earlier. Oh yeah, that, I played yeah, it at the beginning. Sorry, before sorry. I even said the episode number. <laughs> Don't you remember? God. I forgot. Oh, I wasn't man. listening. Then, well, you so. are almost yeah, forty right. now. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, tell him what that was like. I forgot. <laughs> I, I'm too old to remember. <laughs> So yes, gentlemen, uh, start your engines. The Beastmaster is on. Jason, before you give us what I'm praying to the gods is a succinct, pithy... The longest synopsis synopsis ever. Synopsis that isn't how 
Dar says his lines <laughs> with crazy long Jeff Goldblum like meets William Shatner pauses <laughs> that opening seek thing I played at the beginning between hit uh, between Dar and Kiri or whatever her name is Tanya Roberts I'm no threat to you oh yeah yeah I'm no threat to you as I almost rape you wait wait, <laughs> wait yeah. no stop stop it stop oh, it oh sorry I'm sorry yeah we'll get stop there it. we'll get there stop we'll get there it. we'll get there uh spoiler <laughs> alert so easy <laughs> boy okay. yeah ease yeah. off but but <laughs> but when I played that at the beginning, which it's already been played, it's out there, okay? Yeah. No takey backsies. When I played that that sequence, I had to edit rather large chunks for it to play in the 20-some-odd seconds. And it's only a couple lines, right? Mm-hmm. Because between his lines, I don't know if you picked up on that, but there were some significant pauses, like really <laughs> lengthy. So, so you want me to give the synopsis like Dar? That's basically where like Dar. Dar. But before yeah. you do, Jay, before you do, <laughs> uh, I'm actually trying to figure out what the hell spoiler alert to use because it's not on Netflix. It's not. Well, I guess it was DVD on Netflix, right? It's not. Oh uh, yes, it's not DVD. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go old school. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at your local video rental store. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. Thank you, JV. Nice. Thank you. Remember, was... jvmail.com. You've got questions. They've got something. <laughs> to Jason. Okay, so... <clears throat> Dar it to me, big boy. I have prepared, although I wasn't going to read it in pause language, but... Uh, <clears throat> this is the story of Duh. I mean, Dar. <laughs> it's, it's the story of Dar, who is the son of a king that gets taken at birth... Uh, actually pre-birth, communicates with animals, is on a quest because his foster village is burned to the ground. He meets up with the village that he came from and deposes the evil religious zealots that have sorcery and weird stuff going on. Bam. Nice. You left out the part where. uh, Do you want me to talk about the whole movie? No, where where Maximus, AKA Rip Torn looks at the camera and goes, necessary is it necessary that i drink my own urine no but it's sterile and i like the taste that was my favorite part <laughs> yeah my, no my favorite part is his nose <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> well yeah thank you very much oh you mean the vulcan makeup that they had was he supposed to be a vulcan <laughs> vulcan he looked like a hawk i don't know what yeah well, he didn't he kind of have that like somewhat sp- spocky look to him you, you didn't get uh, that a little vibe? bit, a little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. He also had like teeth that looked like he was a meth head because his <laughs> teeth are like every time they show him smile, he'd be like. <laughs> okay. Well, he's waiting for him to bite off the heads of small animals. The way he <laughs> yeah. kept his head would just. Before we go, before we go too deep <clears throat> into the subtext and the... <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Deep and the Beastmaster. I don't think those um, go together. At, oh, well, wait, 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 oh, wait, buddy, wait, buddy. I got notes. <laughs> well, hold on. As you, as Kevin, I'm sure you're well aware, the Forgotten Flicks podcast is about the 
academic analysis, uh, the the social and uh, philosophical. And by academic, you mean like grade school level? Oh no, no. Oh, whoa, I'm talking whoa. more like you've A dropped out of critique. grade school. What? Scholarly critique. Yes. <laughs> Scholarly is actually a brand of toilet paper that we have here in the South. <laughs> it's recycled after it's been used. So it's old science textbooks. That they've You're just trying yeah. to one up the phantasmagorical word. You just can't handle that. I know. I know we cannot handle it. But then again, few can handle it when Dar whips out his beast and says, Don't move. The beast is fierce. The beast is okay, fierce, Dar. So- the beast is fierce. So I want to start for a second real quick. Oh, God. I want to start. <laughs> I want to start because this movie begins. No, you with... want to start? Really? Yes. yes. Really, Jason? Really? Yes. Because um, we have a guest. I don't know how you were raised, that... young man, but I was raised to let your guest go first, especially when it comes to jumping train tracks. <laughs> he's not a guest. What? He, he's at home here. No, that's <laughs> family now. Yeah. So treat him like treat him like shit. Let's move on. Let's go. There we go. All right, Kevin, you go first, because then I'm going to just, then I'll go. <laughs> what, no, no, what, and deprive me of the Jason rant that oh. I hear coming? Go for it, sir. <laughs> hear coming. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say one thing, one little thing. Well, the movie starts with him as a little kid. Well, it starts really with the prophecy and, you know. And, and, um, and him being born from a cow's yes. utter apparently. Uh, yeah, yes. which freaked me the hell out when I was a kid. I remember that watching this, this oh. the scene where they cut between the pregnant mom's belly disappearing and yeah. the cow's belly distending, and soon after the prophecy piece and the and the cow getting pregnant thing and that whole weirdness, they start with Dar as a kid because uh, his dad, who is I guess a warrior in this village, finds him about to be sacrificed. He gets his hand stamped with the brand. The witch is about to stab him, and the, the, his dad comes in and says, oh, no, you don't. Pokes her, drops her in the fire, right? So then he raises Dar as his own. Foster dad uh, raises him, and it's Buddy! Mm. It, it's no, Buddy! Uh, That's what, what I, oh, wait, wait, wait. Jason, you mean... All balls itch. It's a fact. I had it ready to go, my brother. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All balls itch. It's a fact. <laughs> it's Ninety-seven episodes later, you're able to tie this stuff together. I'm uh, impressed. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. This is, you know what this is? They should have let us write Lost. I'm just saying. <laughs> we have we have assembled a podcast that ties in past episodes in a way more uniform than Lost did. <laughs> that was more satisfying. Admit it. That was more satisfying than the very end of Lost. That that was pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, was, yeah. So Billy Jane, bitch, it's a fact. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> it does. He was just one of the guy. He was in just one of the guys. He was the womanizing uh, brother, little brother, um, buddy, buddy. And I saw it. And if, when I first saw it, I I couldn't place him. I was like, I know him. Where oh, do this, I know yeah. him from? Um, but then when he started talking, and um, I knew it was Buddy. So that was great. But. That brings up another point, which is kind of a universal thing here, and and uh, I'll, I'll let Kevin talk on this one too. Nobody likes to wear clothes in this movie. <laughs> you notice it's a that? budgetary thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Out. Did you get? Um, do you guys have? Either of you have the two thousand five special edition DVD? Um, I have the. Uh, 
hypothetically downloaded off of YouTube version. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't well. have a special edition. No. Well, it's got, it's awesome because it has like an hour, um, like making of the movie. Oh, uh, of Tanya, which, of Tanya Roberts coming out of the pond. Is that, it has an hour of, <laughs> uh, no, I have that on a loop. That's a different DVD. No, but it's funny because it's got a lot of the um, outtakes and other stuff. And it, there is a lot of discussion about how every time the wind shifted, they had to cut because all of a sudden her thing would be going up and hello, <laughs> surprise. Um, <laughs> it turns out it turns out her beast is fierce and shaven. <laughs> There's nothing like a Sean scrotum. I highly suggest you try it. It's pretty close to a nude movie. Uh, it's <laughs> Oh, here's the thing I wanted to touch on with you guys. Uh, what's happened to the PG rating? Because that's a PG movie. Yikes. You got full frontal nudity. Not, you know, they were complaining, but you've got that. You've got obviously all sorts of ways people dying. You've got eyeballs getting slashed, people melting into sludgy mess, uh, pearl necklaces. You've got, <laughs> you, you've got baby toddler kids thrown into fires. I mean, yeah, it, the whole time I'm thinking. This was PG. I understand it's pre PG 13. I get it, but it's barely, it would have been barely that by today's standards, I think. Yeah. Well, now, 82, they prudes. could get away with it. Yeah, man. Yeah. See, 82, buddy. By 85, you had the damn PG 13. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm curious where you guys first saw this. Uh, probably on. Hey, Beastmasters on, a.k.a. HBO, or uh, what, what did I say the other one was, Jason? The Beastmasters. Yeah, the uh, Beastmaster yes. Station. The Beastmaster exactly. Station. Yes. It was one of those two, but I think it was HBO, and I remember watching. Here's the thing. Caveat. I went into this with complete and utter C&D. I loved this movie as a child. I'm a big Don Coscarelli fan in general, because obviously I love Bubba yep. Hotep and Phantasm. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I typically like his weirder stuff. Right. And uh, like uh, Kenny and Company. <laughs> Hold on, I need a cricket sound effect. Yeah, that would have been his first movie for Phantasm. And it's actually like a little family film, I think, about mm. kids playing soccer or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, in all seriousness, ah, rim shot. <laughs> I, I prefer. But seriously, folks. Yeah, but I've been all week. Try the all week. Oh. It's you real went tender. to a C and D. Yes. So it was a total C and D thing. Like I, I, I haven't seen this in probably twenty ish years. Uh, so maybe like a third guest. to a quarter of your guy's life. You know, since um, I've seen this movie. And, uh, yeah. Um, what did you guys think? <laughs> Uh, my first time seeing it um, was definitely on HBO. I actually remember the first time I saw it. Uh, I sat down with my my dad and my brother. We were watching it because back then HBO was the thing for us. I mean, we love movies. Uh, we didn't have a good movie theater close to us, so HBO was our big thing. And I actually remember one year when TV Guide, um, you know, when we used to look at a piece of paper to see what was on TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It had one Christmas HBO had listed for its eight o'clock movie, like a Christmas present from HBO. And I think this was like 80. hundred bucks says he said 85, Kevin hundred bucks says he says 85. Bucks. <laughs> right now. Just to be a D bag. I'll take that bet. 
<laughs> I think it was 85. <laughs> no, seriously, I do think it was 85. Um, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but it was, it was like Christmas present from uh, HBO or something like that. And my dad had just brought home the, like a year, a year before um, a, a VCR, right? What, what the hell is that? Yeah, and he had actually gone to Japan for uh, for like nine months, and so he bought it there, this big fancy thing, and so he put a um, a blank tape in to record whatever it was, Ooh, and it turned had out the, had the law passed yet, Kevin? Kevin, <laughs> what, what, how are you on copyright law? Uh, back to the eighties, a little iffy. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Ninety five and newer, you know. Okay. Well, it turns out it was <laughs> Ghostbusters, uh, and it might have even been. It was really soon after it um, came in the Jason, theater. So. Jason, Jason. I, I know you're almost 40, but you know we're not doing Ghostbusters this episode. I know, but listen. <laughs> yeah, so, gonna, where's this story going? <laughs> you do know we're doing the Beastmaster. Christmas, Ghostbusters, hello. Take your meds. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the unfocused one. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> we're going off script. Wait, wrong show. Yeah, wrong show. Next week. Wrong show. <laughs> No, but I just remember HBO was a huge deal in our house because we didn't I didn't go to the theaters that often when I was that age and you know in the in the mid 80s a lot of these movies I actually got to see HBO first and that was a big deal because we didn't buy the v, the the VHS tapes of these we we watched them on HBO and and, then, and pirated them. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't really have that many. This Ghostbusters was one um but there was just a handful that he recorded really didn't watch much but uh, this one, I actually remember sitting down the night we watched it cause it was the opening night of it coming on. Little did I know it was going to be playing like 50 million times after that. But, um, yeah. I, uh, I was a big fan of it. I haven't seen it about probably about six, 15, 16 years as well. Mm -hmm. And I know Joel, you and I talked about doing this on the show for yeah. the last two and a half, three well, years. Mainly so. because Mags, Kevin and Peter wouldn't shut <laughs> up about it <laughs> no nah, seriously uh, in fact we may we may in fact be doing this as a two-parter ish because both mags and peter are uh yeah. of course they were too good to, to be on the show with kevin apparently <laughs> oh wow so yeah. well, i think it's just because kevin takes up so much time that we didn't have time it, it really has nothing to do with time zone issues and the oh, fact that so. they're asleep right now <laughs> nothing to do with that at all well not peter we no. know he doesn't sleep but <laughs> Mags apparently has to sleep yeah. sometimes. Whatever. So, so Kevin, when was the first time you saw this? Oh, it was probably in the same time frame, eighty-three or so. Once it started going in to you know incredibly repeat performances on on HBO and TBS. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it shortly after a lot. The same way, just watching HBO all the time. Yeah, I I, I remember. I don't remember as much as I th as when I rewatched it. I, I thought I knew everything about the movie because I'd seen it so many times. But there were definitely things I noticed this time that I didn't before. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't appreciate Tanya Roberts as much. Oh, oh as wait. I you mean you dude, mean when you heard? Wait, wait, wait. When you when you heard this? What would you have me do? <laughs> really really yeah. what would you have that's, me do that's what you plucked out really yeah what would you have me do and like the way she ends that like oh my god what would you have me do Re really really well you you two youngins probably don't remember when she was on charlie's angels do you 
no. Yeah. I watched no. that in syndication. I remember her on that 70s show as uh, no. Donna's mom. <laughs> no, nice. No, no. This yeah. is back, you know, that's when I first was, a, you know, exposed to her, shall we say? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was after you exposed yourself to her that <laughs> the restraining order came down. You're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, when I saw she was going to be on this one, I was like, okay. So yeah. And then then we had that scene, uh, and I'm not saying that I knew like exactly how far into the movie it was that I knew <laughs> when it was on when to tune in, but I know people who did. Was <laughs> who may have had it down to the second. Well, what what wasn't she wasn't in a similar situation with Sheena. Yeah, Sheena was a couple years after this one, wasn't it? Yeah. Two, maybe two years later. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, that, yeah this, now that's it. You talk about deep stories. I mean, that one just really. But you yeah. know what? You talk. You know, you talk about her role, Tanya Roberts, in this, and and you brought it up, Joel. Talking about PG, I don't remember as much Skin? toplessness. Yeah. As there was in this, it wasn't just her. I mean, it was the witches, and it was the girl, uh, the, girl the girl in the pond with her. Yeah, and the, around. And the girl at the beginning when they're attacking his village, and you know, oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. there was a lot more than I remembered. <laughs> yeah, lots of boobage, lots of throwing toddlers into fire pits, <laughs> lots of flying ferrets, Which going are for the all ju- part of the reasons why this is a classic. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I had a couple things I wanted to talk about from an animal perspective. I, I love you. I love you. Say a couple when we couple all know you have this telephone-sized tome <laughs> in front of you that you're just going to have to randomly select oh. stuff out of, and you're never going to get to all of it. I'm going to pick like ten of my favorites out of this list. <laughs> okay. So um, as oh. as my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get comfortable. Go ahead, sir. All right, sit down. Get, get, sit down. Have uh, put your feet up. So and wait, wait, and Kevin, if you're so inclined, as you're getting comfortable, just remember. Oh, balls itch. It's a fact. So do, do what you got to do. And if while you're doing it, you need to, uh, you know, I don't know, think about what would you have me do. That's fine too. Go ahead, Jay. Yep. Cold water. Cold water. Go ahead. <laughs> so. <clears throat> As some of you may or may not know, I'm a bit of an animal aficionado. So uh, when I watch <laughs> what the, the hell does that mean? <laughs> Do I like to eat? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I like to eat uh, animals, but uh, I, <laughs> I'm also a bit of a nature buff. So when I watch these movies and I see things that are incongruent with reality, it bugs you mean the crap like, out of me. You mean like uh, uh, tigers spray painted black? Uh, yeah, so that's the first one I'm going to talk about. So the tiger in or, this. Or the, or, the, or the bird carrying the small child. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> which, which, which looked so real, too, didn't it? it? I was oh, amazed. It was, it was, was kind of like they just frame by frame, like, okay, let's pause it here. Let's draw in the little toddler. Okay, move it one frame. Okay, draw him in again. Okay, wait. Gee, you jest, but that's probably exactly how it went down. I want to know how that went over in the table read. Yes, let's see. And bird picks up child. That anyone, had to be anyone? the quietest no, table read in history. <laughs> there was like so many stretches of this movie where it's just Dar looking at an animal going, <laughs> and the animal growling. <laughs> now listen, I like Mark Singer, but I know why they picked him for this movie. Why is that? Do you know why? Yeah, same thing goes with Tanya. No. Well, okay, what? two reasons why they picked him. Because <laughs> <laughs> looks good I, in a loincloth. Because <laughs> the first thing that my wife said when she walked in is, you didn't tell me this movie had oiled muscle men in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, no, the other reason is, uh, yeah, his awesome, super fantastic hawk impersonation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who, by the way, had PT- a bit of PTSD and a throwback to Lady Hawk with, with some of that? Because... Uh, although, no, I didn't go there. But, with, but, then, but then, then the music kicked in. I'm like, oh, yeah, the music does yeah, suck. Daughter. Yeah, the music was great. <laughs> but... So the tiger, yeah, that's a. I actually looked at. I saw the trivia in IMDb, and I actually tried to cross references with other. Yeah, that was depressing. Is that true? I everything I found said it's true. So the tiger they used in this was named Sultan, and basically they spray painted him. I don't know if it was like spray paint, but it was hair dye that they dyed him black. And they said it was toxic. I don't know if they dyed him black because they thought a full panther looking tiger would look cooler than a regular striped tiger or if it was playing into some story frame but anyway uh they dyed his hair this black color and he died not long after the movie as a result of really bad skin problems from that dye yeah the only thing i found that seemed to contradict it is i found one reference to somebody claiming so take it for what it's worth that he did, in fact, die, and it was connected to the movie, but it had to do with uh, some sort of sedative they had given it. it, it I don't know yeah. if they over-sedated him at some point. That was, but yeah. the, I found my several guess, things referencing the tox, toxicity. Yeah, my guess this. is it's probably a combination of things. It probably wasn't, you know, they put the dye on and he just died right away. It was probably, you know, several things happened. But they said it was a couple of years afterwards. That was the ones I found yeah. said a couple of years. So, um, but that, you know. Seriously, just go with striped tigers. Tigers are striped. Yeah, leave looks, it at, I think a striped tiger looks cooler. I don't know why they felt it was important to do that. So um, now the the bird is the thing I want to focus on the most because you know the ferrets they were fine. They acted like ferrets, other than the fact that Dar was a little rough on them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> every time he picked them up, it's like, oh, easy man, what are you doing? Well, well when he stuffed them in his pants. Like, well, that was well and, and, and speaking of ferrets, real quick, uh, so are these like little razor tooth ninja ferrets? Yes, because that he has to hypnotize because every other animal seems to just want to be with him. Those ones he has to concentrate on, and like as they're as he's sinking in quicksand, he has to like look him in the eye and like I will take over your mind. Yeah, those, those are the ones. Yeah, those are the ones that he really has to do the mind screw with. Well. Right. <laughs> Because the rest of them just want to help him. They're all the like, elongated yeah, rats. Those are the ones. And I love ferrets. I, actually, I love ferrets probably because of this movie. I've I've been pushing for quite a while now to ask my wife if I could get two so I can name them. Oh, they stink. Yeah, you know, I heard that's crap. It's because, not crap. Because I heard within days not you crap. get used to it. So it doesn't stink to you. Only people that come to your house. <laughs> and I don't want people coming to my house anyway. But you sound like a hoarder now. Because that's like. I did say I wanted what? like a house full of ferrets. I just want two. But anyway, so yeah, what is up with them chewing? Well, first off, let's be honest here. He acts like, oh, you are my friends now. I will call you Podokuto after you just tried to kill me, you little bastards. They were the first, they were the fastest ferrets I've ever seen in my life. They grab his loincloth belt, bat belt thing, and they they haul ass. I mean, like their asses were on fire. (laughs) <laughs> the way they care so they get away he ends up in quicksand which by the way i've also heard that's a total myth you don't just sink down in quicksand like that yeah but whatever then then because he does his little jedi mind trick on him they chew through a branch like like they're friggin beavers <laughs> on red bull and meth <laughs> <laughs> am i the only one who thought that are you saying this isn't realistic get to the point okay no. come on now no, I'm not saying that at all. Make it easy. 
<laughs> so, so the the um, they're, they're, but the ferrets were okay. I mean, they acted like ferrets, other than the fact they were super fast and chew through things. But you know, I, I understand the parameters of the movie. And they fly where, at the end, apparently. Yeah, well, they can jump fifty feet, and yeah. this is a great leaping parrot. <laughs> He's complaining about what they're doing, and these things fly later on. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the leaping ferrets of Emer County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that brings me to the bird <laughs> thank god go ahead Wait. <laughs> is that a euphemism well there's several things with the bird so first of all it's uh it's it's a black eagle so they're beautiful birds gigantic eagles they are very big birds of Sit prey back, so kids we're getting a science lesson <laughs> shut up <laughs> But there are like eight different bird calls that they use for this bird. And it's FYI, like, oh, you <laughs> and the Bird Watchers Association of whatever, of don't give a damn, are the only ones that know. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> I'm still bothered by the fact the original Tarzan used a freaking kookaburra call. Oh They're God. from Australia, not from Africa. All right. Well, our <laughs> listeners... That apparently from Australia that are all named Ben because like everyone from they thank you for that right. recognition. Oh, my bigger point on the eagle was what was that whole sub story of this race of bat like creatures? Did they worship eagles? Is that why they backed away from Beastmaster when he came? And what was that nod at the end? Like, yeah, you got the bird. See, huh? Yeah, yeah. See, here's the here's the key. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that bird. We saw what you did with that bird. That? Well, and I will say, uh, some might see that whole sequence as a plot contrivance. Nay, yeah, say because- I. Nay. I say it was one of my favorite parts because it had Don Coscarelli written all over it. <laughs> so you know why it was cool? Because it was fangasmacorical, okay? Fangasma. Fangasma. Fangasm. It's a fangasm. Yeah. He had a famgasm on his oracle. <laughs> and then they brought in the luminol and the black light. And they're like, whoa, that witch has been in here again. <laughs> she keeps stealing the demon seed and dumping it on people's necks. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Which, right, hey, so, you know, as long as you're not looking at her face, yo. Yeah, that's true. That whole opening sequence when the witches are around the, like, the brew pot thing. Well, you know and one of them was, right? Yeah. Janet yes. Jones. By the Janet way, Jones. one of my first peaks at Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I re- yep. I actually, it's funny. As soon as I realized she's that, I was like, I remember her. Uh, <laughs> 1987, baby. <laughs> yeah, she's Wayne Gretzky's wife. Did you know that? Yep. I don't care. Yep. She was in Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jay, so what were you going to say? Was there something important in there? <laughs> And this came out of a discussion about ferrets. That's all I want to know. No, birds. It was the birds. Birds. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, of I, I nodded birds. off for that part. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is he done yet? Yeah, I mean, bur- he's done. Birds. I just want to know what the hell was happening with those bat people. That's all. Yeah. Like, how did that even play in there? Because yeah, well, this not- was a time of magic and, and, and weird shit. And you know? <laughs> dragons that didn't exist in the movie, but are mentioned and, in the trailer. And dogs. That's right. <laughs> also, am I the only one? Who and several occasions when John Amos of Good Times fame 
came on screen. Did am I the only person that that just kept hearing things like you're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time? <laughs> Everybody in this movie had so much baggage in my head. <laughs> it was hard. It, it was, was really difficult. difficult. Like when I was, was eleven watching this movie, no problem. <laughs> yep. Now so much baggage. <laughs> so uh, was the little kid anybody? Th- I didn't even look him up. No. Was he somebody? Not that I could tell. No. Okay. I know that Young Dar was. Uh, we just talked about was Billy Billy Jane. But I was trying to figure out if that little kid. I didn't look him oh. up. I. Oops, sorry, hey, my bad. Man. I hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't John think he Amos. Was. John Amos, I remember most from uh, Coming to America when he played the uh, father of the girl that uh, Eddie Murphy's character falls in love with, the McDowell yes. restaurant. Yeah, they've got um, the golden arches. We've got the right. golden arches. But okay, so seriously for a minute, this movie I remember as a kid, and even as I rewatched it, it did have some scary shit in it. And it, yeah. it definitely, I remember some of the things specifically when I rewatched it. It was a lot of the... Um, a good example is when the guy who ends up raising Dar, I don't remember his name, but his, his foster dad faces off against the witch. And they have those moments where the camera, where the, the witch is like in the camera's lens. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that show? It was, I think on like ABC family and it was narrated by Zelda Rubenstein. It was like America's most haunted. It was something like that. One of those like haunted shows where they would put families in supposedly haunted locations and then strap yeah. a camera to their chest, so it was facing their face. Looking at their face, yeah, yeah. while they go through the house. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah, but I remember those scenes because I mean, the witch is looking right at you. Um, yeah. and there's a couple scenes like that, both with uh, the witches, um, but also with um, those monster-looking things with the razor blade, fist punchy, the the things that got the wrath of conworms in their ear. Oh, you know, you mean the things that look like uh, rejects from gimps. Road Warrior? Yeah, the gimps. The gimps. Yeah, the, yeah like the, the angry <laughs> gimps from Road Warrior. Yeah. That apparently <laughs> I really, really hate ferrets. Because yeah, I, I swear so. to God, that thing spent more time trying to kill those damn ferrets than anything. <laughs> it was like ADD to the max. Yeah, I didn't get me that totally. ferret no matter what happened. <laughs> exactly. Come here. Come back here. <laughs> but there were some scary parts to it. I mean, beyond the fact that there was obviously some nudity and you know some uh, graphic violence and some other stuff, uh, the the just the scary factor of some of the stuff in this. I remember as a kid just being freaked out at some of those parts. What the nudity? Especially parts? being thrown into a fire pit. The, the nudity parts. <laughs> I was scared of the boobies. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, so I would agree. I think they had the decapitated head flowing, floating in the cauldron, the eyeball, which that was a pretty good effect. Reminded me of the gate a little bit, the eyeball in his hand, the eyeball in the oh, ring. Oh, that was cool. That was actually yeah. a cool effect, yeah. So, yeah, there was there was some stuff in there that would disturb you as a child. And the whole juxtaposition of the kind of sexy witches with the evil, gross faces and the the knives and that was just really confused one's libido didn't it yes it did (laughs) i don't know what i should do look look below the neck look below the neck don't look up don't look her face don't look at her face (laughs) (laughs) drink drink more vermouth drink more vermouth (laughs) come on (laughs) beer goggles beer goggles (laughs) (laughs) you look good in that leather and if you're new to the forgotten flicks podcast we're nothing if we're not classy (laughs) (laughs) 
So here's the now, thing. You know what I also see on rewatches, especially mm. the, the next time you rewatch this, which should be next week, but <laughs> the first 29 minutes of this movie, there is virtually no dialogue. Yeah. It's very dialogue light. Yeah. But especially that beginning. I mean, you can literally watch this thing with the sound turned off for the mm-hmm. first 29 minutes and you will not miss a thing. Other than, I would say, other than the exchange between the king yep. and Maximus, whatever the hell the guy's name was supposed to be, Rip Torn's character, there is a, a bit Mayax. of an ex- but, but yeah, Mayax, yeah. Which, but to Kevin's point, I don't even know if it matters. Uh, because yeah. what they say doesn't really, yeah, I mean, other than the, what the witches tell yeah, just look at, yeah, just look at the looks on each of their faces. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. They don't like, like each other. Exactly. No, they like each other. Yep. And you'll be just as confused as to why the priests hang themselves. I still haven't figured that one out. Yeah. What was that? That was a show of their dedication to, to Mayak there. Basically. But he wasn't under custody in custody yet. Like what were they dedicated? They could have like no. fought the guys off. Oh, they're, there's skull no, no. sharp things at the king. It just it basically they're showing that they are that dedicated to him that they would kill themselves rather than be caught or or put away or whatever. So they're going to just kill themselves. Right I the get that. And if you had just had him be apprehended by like a small platoon to where there's no way they could <laughs> stand up to them, that would right, make right. sense. But at that point, I don't even know. You know, what I mean, it wasn't like, like it's sort of like well, in. Um, I mean, what was it? Uh, was it Conan the Barbarian? Or I don't remember if it was that one or the Destroyer, where he has the the women up on the balconies and not Conan, but the one of the priests, and he kind of just waves at her, and she jumps to her death at his that command. That was the omen. That? that was the omen. It's no, no, all there's... for you, Damien. <laughs> Damien. <laughs> that was one of the Conans. It was the same thing. It was a show of force. It was a show of strength that I command Control. them to. You know, yes. I have their lives. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and and if and if you're at least for me, I found with this movie, if you're watching a part and you stop to think about why, <laughs> yeah, just stop, just just yeah. stop. Rewind you back to the Tanya Roberts emerging from the Ponzi and just talking. <laughs> Although one final note, and and I I literally played this back four times. Sure, I had missed something. What in the hell happened? Between we're at the camp, we realize the ring has been staring at us, he knows our plan, cut to Dar waking up in the morning, Friar Tuck, I mean, guy of little girl that was saved by Eagle, comes riding up to tell him, hey, Basil Exposition here, I just want to let you know. We couldn't yeah, afford. They've all been captured. Yeah, we couldn't afford the sequence where all the main characters <laughs> are captured by the bad guys, to where you have to save them. So I just wrote in real quick to tell you about it. Let's go. <laughs> Am I the only he one? Who, the only one who escaped. Uh, so you just a thought. In, in the again, DVD, there you go. A thought. Okay. I know. I know. I Come on. Stop it. In the DVD, do they address? Was there like a scene that they cut? Or was it always, I, in, did they get into that at all? I don't remember very honestly. It's been a few years since I watched it. And very honestly, I, I wouldn't have paid that close attention to that part. 
But do you? Mm. But did I, you guys catch remember. that? Didn't you find it odd? Did yeah. you jump out anybody else's like, wow, this is really missing a chunk. Like, there's a piece of this. Oh, wait a minute. Now, this this scene you're referring to is after the crazy bird people hug you to death, and, and oh, now yeah, you're trying to that. make sense yeah. of something. No, no, no. Okay. That, no, See. this is different. This, no, this is actually a structural story no. issue. This is not a okay weird well, random thing. No, let's let's dial this back a little bit. This is the whole thing where he's in camp. He says we can't just go attacking him and his blind dad who doesn't know it's his son verbally bitch slaps him and yeah. he gets all hurt feelings yeah. and does yeah. that whole Native American tear going down his face like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. And he pouts and runs off. Well, and then, of course, Tanya Roberts comes after him and she's like, I must go back with him. It's my duty. And she just leaves him. <laughs> exactly that was the scene <laughs> what would you have me do uh well we're in the woods it's dark nobody else is around i'm just saying yeah <laughs> she wore a pearl necklace <laughs> well we can start with that tunic <laughs> oh, so guys on that note we're, we're i always think at this point it doesn't even matter I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. I don't care what you say. I loved Kevin, it. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, how do you come down on? We're not fancy like you. We are going to do the whole point system thing. Just, just how do you feel? <laughs> just tell us your feelings. Oh, I, this it is is one. Like I said, I own the 2005 special edition. Duh. Of course, <laughs> I love this. Okay. Thing. Here's the thing. I was. I really didn't know what to feel, and I've luckily had a couple of days for this to all process. And I believe the C and D was the the, the C and D force is so strong in me on this one <laughs> that the feelings I felt while watching it have subsided and have it's almost oh as, you love it again yeah it's almost like the 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 tide rolled back out and oh <laughs> and now it's back in delusion <laughs> reinstated because if I come at it from anything other than it's a good old time right there. The cheating, you got the boobies and the blood. And <laughs> I really Look at the ferrets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to use a tiger to pick up women and almost rape them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the beast. Is, the beast is fierce. Me. And what would you have me do? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What would you have me do? And and you. Oh, hold on. We can't forget because as, as he quote unquote saves her from the tiger that he knows full well is a big old. You know, friendly puppy dog, teddy bear. Yeah, yep. you your life, but I'll accept this as payment. Do you hear the growl at the end? Is that weird? You your life. Is that his but, stomach or the animal? No, listen. I'll accept this as payment. That's his animal. Like, it's like Teen Wolf. Yeah, that was not accidental sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I come down on this as. A C and D classic and a classic example of C and D because it is, I really, there's nothing. I got nothing. Cause no matter what I say, I always have to come back to it's friggin' the beast master. And there's giant bad people that turn people into sludge and a witch that pours something that is really uncomfortable looking onto people's necks. And they lit a moat on fire. That's fantastic. <laughs> wait, 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 that exploded. That cool. Okay. And yeah. then, of course, don't forget the wooden palm tree huts or whatever the hell they were that apparently had <laughs> propane tanks in them or something because they don't just burn. They explode. <laughs> They're trailers on stilts now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like. It so, was. 
And I, I'd have to say, final thought for me, the most badass weapon of all time, that skull staff with those four spikes and a chain pulling out, I can't tell you the number of times I went in my backyard, swung something around, <laughs> pretending I had that thing. <laughs> I actually am not surprised at all that you did that. Although the 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 device that the the I don't know what how you call it the boomerang knife thing that Darg crawl from, weapon. I was about to say like, the I was going to say it looks like yeah, it was from crawl. Yes. Yeah, but they like it disappears, and then at the very end he gives it to the kid. Like what? Where, where did it go? You know, why hasn't he used this throughout the movie? Then it would it was make under sense. Swing plus. Oh, you know why? You know why? Oh, balls itch. It's a fact. That's why. <laughs> Let's move on to our movie picks, gentlemen, shall we? <laughs> so, I say we start with Kevin. Because I concur. <laughs> Because I want to hear what his movie pick is. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. You're good. All right. All right. Well, I kept it simple. I went with uh, Don Coscarelli. Love all his crazy stuff. Uh, You mentioned most of them earlier, Joel, but I'm going to go with his most recent one. John dies at the end. Uh, Which is in my queue, and I'm I'm ashamed to admit (laughs) I have yet to see. No, oh, it's on my list. Dude, I, it's in my queue. Do not, do not delay. Okay. Now, when you watch this film, I highly recommend as well that you get very inebriated <laughs> or use some controlled substances. Keep in mind, I love Bubba Hotep. I love Bubba Hotep, and I love Phantasm. <laughs> so they're gonna; those are gonna look like calm little fairy tales compared to this one. Okay. So go to Colorado. Some <laughs> legal marijuana. <laughs> Put uh-huh. this movie in. <laughs> It'll make a lot more sense. <laughs> As I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I really loved it. It is crazy batshit stuff, but and it's Paul Giamatti. Yes, and he is brilliant in it as well. I mean, it really is a lot of crazy F- fun. FYI, random thing. I just want to insert in here. There's plenty of talk that they're remaking it, and everyone keeps talking about oh, who would be Pennywise, who would be Pennywise, Tim Cruise. Paul Giamatti as Pennywise. How freaky would that be? Oh, that'd be good. Picture Ooh, him yeah. with those eyes and the, oh, yeah, that would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But continue, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, that's a great I, pick. I really enjoyed it. It I is, it is it. definitely for anyone who likes crazy sci-fi mind-bending stories. You, you have got to. I mean, this thing has got it all. Cool. I'm looking forward to that one indeed. That one has. Uh, uh, Clancy Brown, the guy that was in uh, Islander, Islander, Pet uh, Cemetery Two. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. No. <laughs> no. Yes, he's he's very understated and does a very good job. Yeah, he's in this. great. I love him. Excellent. So Jay, what is your pick? Oh, it better, All right, well, better be a, a good one. <laughs> I went round and round on what direction I should go in this, but I actually ended up on Rip Torn because I love him. Uh, he's a great character actor, and he plays over the top, but he does it so well. Um, I went with a, a film from uh, 90, 1991 that I actually really liked, but it surprised me that I liked it, called Defending Your Life. Yes, with Albert Brooks, right? Yeah, Albert Brooks and Meryl yes. Streep. Uh, <laughs> basically, they've died, and the whole concept of the movie is they have to defend or um, convince a court that they deserve to move on to heaven. And uh, Albert Brooks is the is kind of the love guy and and Meryl Streep is the girl that he's in love with and he wants to go with her, but he has to prove that he's courageous. Well, Rip Torn plays one of the 
um, attorneys. And it's just, it's ridiculous fun, but it's classic Albert Brooks kind of comedy, but it's really well done. I, I remember watching it thinking, oh, I don't want to really watch this, but oh, it's actually pretty funny. So um, I like it. I've seen it a bunch of times. I haven't seen it in probably about this eight years or so, but uh, um, good movie. Rip Torn's funny in it. And there's a bunch of other folks in it too. Gary Beach, James Eckhouse, um, who is in <clears throat> Beverly Hills 90210 is the dad. Um, and there it is. <laughs> but there it is. <laughs> but it, it's it's very good movie. So anyway, 1991, Defending Your Life, Albert Brooks. Good choice, Jay. Well, I went with one that is unbelievably predictable, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go with Sheena? No, I should have. Uh, oh, you should have. This is one I have not seen in a while. It's probably been eh, pushing 10 years, and I and I really want to revisit just because I I watched it multiple times. It's one of the few comedies that I can watch multiple times and laugh my ass off every time, and that would be 1988's Coming to America. And I, of course, picked it because oh. of John Amos. <laughs> and I also yeah. pretty sure this is the first time that Eddie Murphy did his multiple character shtick in a movie, and unlike The Nutty Professor 2... The clumps. This <laughs> works exceptionally well. So yeah. it also has Arsenio Hall in it. It was directed by John Landis. Uh, you know, uh, Edward, uh, um, sorry, Brain Fart. I almost oh, said, James Earl Jones plays the king. Yes, James Earl Jones. I almost said Edward James almost. It's like, <laughs> nope, stand and deliver. This movie is not. <laughs> so, yeah, we all. Yes, it is. Hey. Yeah, it is a fantastic movie. It is hilarious. If you don't know what it's about, A, what's wrong with you? But B, in a, in a nutshell, Eddie Murphy plays a prince, an African prince who is being uh, it's an orchestrated wedding. He has to marry. Forced to marry. Yeah, forced yeah, to marry. But before know. he does, he wants to go soil his royal oats in america so his royal oats not soil did his I say royal. soil yeah. <laughs> that's awesome he would, no, he probably wants to do that too he wants to get freaky naked i meant to say so oh that's great uh, yes you know he wants to soil and so probably sow them and then soil himself uh, though that witch will be coming into his room later <laughs> you know what i'm saying he wore a pearl necklace and he goes to america and pretends to be just a, just an average Joe, just a guy who cleans up the McDowell's restaurant. Yep. And he falls in love. And there are funny barber characters and all sorts of shenanigans. So, Coming to America 1988 is my pick. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> not that they're going to want to after this revelatory episode of <laughs> forgotten flicks but would you like to tell them where they could find us so they know where to direct direct law enforcement <laughs> immediately so if you're looking to block show. us yeah or the guy in the straight jacket thing <laughs> yeah whatever they're coming to take me away <laughs> <laughs> check us out on facebook you find us at forgotten flicks podcast uh we have the forgotten flicks page we put up episodes and trailers and all kinds of stuff we also have the group you can find us there we um talk a lot about other 80s stuff beyond just the show uh, we're also on twitter at forgotten flicks and at flicks sidekick uh and then of course our uh, best place you can find us is forgottenflicks.com or itunes uh, for the show and, so. and and way more importantly than all that business kevin where yes. can they find you 
Uh, primary website, as you mentioned earlier, would be tuning it to sci-fi TV.com for all of our fun stuff. Excellent. 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 So thank you, Mr. Bacheldo. <laughs> subtle. Always, that was a, that was always a, subtle, a pleasure. That was a subtle emphasis. If you know, that's good. That was- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing literally. I've been practicing. Nonstop. <laughs> so we thank you for being here. It is a pleasure. It is a joy. It is a reminder of how inferior we lesser mortals are in your presence. <laughs> so thank you for that. You got your Good way. You got God, your way- man. Get off your knees. I was going to say, you got your Wayne pants on because it's <laughs> deep in hell. So we're going to be deep in it. And of course, we thank, as always, JV, because, and I say, as always, I've forgotten like the last eight episodes, but thank you, JV, uh-huh. JVmail.com for the fantastic spoiler alert. And thank you, Mr. Kevin Spencer, for your always phenomenal show art that you see in the show notes that occasionally I remember to put out on time <laughs> with an episode actually attached. You know what? You keep this up and you're going to be fired and I'm going to take your paycheck away from this. Uh, oh, really? That's right. Really? I mean, you've already cut his pay like what? Three times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. How many times I, can you divide zero? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but on that note, any final words, Jason, because God yes, knows. The sad thing- the sad thing is, I can still talk about this movie for another damn hour. That's all. <laughs> I got more. I got like three times more notes. Here. What, what is your final word, Mister Batchelder? Oh, I just hope uh, my appearance fee is check is in the mail. That's all I want to know. Oh, it is. <laughs> there might be something smeared on it, obscuring the amount, but. It's in the mail. Oh. It's 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 on Scar. One of those fragrances from the Playboys in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I would be careful. I would be careful about smelling it though. We used scholarly paper. Just got to show him who's in command. What would you have me do? threat to you.